Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversation about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a happier and healthier you. Now here's your host, Randy Boyd. Greetings, and thanks for joining us on this episode of Healing Courageously. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about the importance of fatherhood, part two, part two. We did part one um, last week, so we're going to jump right into part two, and just a quick recap on part part one. We talked about uh, some of the, the generational curses that fathers carry into the relationships and it's carried in from our father's 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 father it goes way back generation it's it could be it started with the alcoholism uh, it could be um gambling pornography it could be prostitution a number 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 of different things that could be flown through the generations of your of your family it starts always with the father's sin um seven generations that 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 curse will go down. Now, the, the, the important part here is that the curse doesn't have to continue for the entire seven years. You, you, you can stop it at, at any time. It's your choice. And, you know, until recently, I, well, my, my journey started 16 years ago, 15 years, 16 years ago. And I didn't know any other way. And then all of a sudden I'm introduced. And um, I, I, I will say this. I knew back in 1988 that my soul purpose on earth was going to be to, to stop the abuse in my family and in generations of other families as well. And I knew that back in 1988, God whispered that to me um, very clearly one day when I was talking to my wife. So, and we talked about how um, the father is, is, is the main source of love for, for children. He's the one that provides the love for the children. He's the one that that shows the husband, the, the the son, how a woman's supposed to be treated. He, he's the one that shows the son how to treat his wife. He's the one that shows the son how to treat women. He's also the one that shows the daughter how women are supposed to be treated. Right. Um, so there, there's a the father has a big importance important role in a child's life. It's not just making money and um, and providing the stuff that goes over your head, a roof over your head. Why that's key, that's important. There's so much more to it than that. Um, you know, it, and, and unfortunately, women, they suffer probably the worst because, and they actually, they suffer two times because um, if they're marrying a, a man that didn't have a father, well, that's that's an issue right there if you didn't have a good father. So, you know, they, they go into the marriage and everything's honky-dory and everything's good. And, and all of a sudden, the first fight, and, you know, she's laying on the floor or, you know, she got, you know, it's a number of different uh, variations of bad things can happen. And if, if, the, uh, if they marry a man who did not have a good father, okay, they're, they're not going to know how to 
how to treat the treat the wives. So they, they you know, they, they suffer twice. If they, if they didn't have a good father, right? if they alone didn't have a good father or their man didn't have a good father, and if, the, if they marry a man who didn't have a good father. So it's a double-edged sword for, for women. We talked about the father model for men, and that father model for men is, is the reality is, is that it is God. Um, he treated his son perfectly. So and it, there's, you can question a lot of different things about that. Why, you know, I say he treated him perfectly, then why did he let him die? And why did he let him, why did he let him starve and go on that 40-day fast in the desert? There's a lot of, you can, you can question a lot of different things. But the reality is he was a very loving, kind father. And he's the kind of father that we should all um, resemble. Then that's not to say that if, we, if we're missing our our, 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 our uh, nuclear father in our life. But my father died 52 years ago this month, and I had a real tough time this this month because my dad hasn't wasn't around for me when I, when I needed him. And it wasn't his fault; he was dead. So, but my stepfather stepped in, and he was nowhere near a good father figure whatsoever. Just the complete opposite. So, you know, it, it's. As a father, we play a lot of roles, and we, we are teaching our children a whole lot of stuff. Now, before I jump into what this week, I want to say this: is that a lot of times I have people, you know, you, or, or you you will hear people say, or, or people come to me and say, "Randy, what's wrong with kids today?" Well, mom and dad go go look in the mirror because you're looking at the problem. Now, I'm saying that in a general sense because not all parents are, are bad, it, it, and I know that, but it, the, the, the problem is, especially in today's world, is the parents because they're all out there trying to make a buck. And, and, and it's just, you know, we got to keep up with the Joneses. And it's, it's really sad because the family, the nuclear family is kind of disappearing right now in, in these times. So I want to say that and if it, it might offend you and that's OK, because I'm not here to, to make friends with nobody. I'm here to make sure that people can, can, can learn a different way. Of, of being that people can be more effective fathers that men can be more effective fathers and, and mothers can be more effective mothers so uh, we'll start right here with the qualities of good of god's fathering so what are the qualities of god's fathering the fatherhood nature of god's god he fought the fathers provide character okay so fathers provide character of the children John six forty six says, "No one has been no. I'm sorry. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God, being Jesus. Only He has seen the Father. Right? No one has seen the Father except for the one who is from God. Only He has seen the Father. So He's the only one that's seen the Father. Right? Now if we look about. If we, if we take this down to the human level, right?" Um, how many people they see your father but are they seeing the real father I mean that's kind of tricky I mean it's like I, I, my, my stepfather and my mother were, were saints in the eyes of people of the church and outside of our church right they, what they saw is a facade that they, that they wanted people to see and hear but yet when we got home my stepfather and my mother were not the same people that were outside. They, they did not see the true mother and stepfather that I had. They saw this fake facade that they had, that they had perceived. Although as time went on, that facade was getting broke down and broke down and broke down because um, my stepfather would often smack my mom 
and leave her with uh, black eyes and you know they'd have to try to explain their way out of that so um but we provide the character as fathers and our children john 8 19 says you do not know me or my father jesus replied you do not know me or my father if you knew me you would know my father also you know you think about that scripture right there if you knew jesus you would know his father because he's a direct replica his character is built from the character of god you know and i look at my children today all my children uh out, out in the public realm there they are a direct their character comes from me um, there was a period of, of time where i wasn't the best father and i understand that and i know that but then as time went by um i changed and i became that good father right and now the people in, the, in my community and people that meet my children, um, they, they speak highly of them. You know, they, 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 they mean, your, your kids are great. They're, they're so, so respectful. And they're, and where do they get that character from? Well, they, they got it from me. They got it from my wife. But they, they got it from me. I'm a father that, that hugs my kids and I tell them I love them every time I see them. I'm not ashamed to do that. Um, so we built that character in them. So kind of what, 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 what he's saying in the scripture is that the father is always reflected in the children. So you got to think about that. I mean, I, I look at my children. I'm proud. You know, I'm, I'm proud. I look at my children and go, man, I, I guess I, you know, I did a pretty good job. My kids are pretty, pretty good. And, you know, um, so I'm proud that my kids can, and, and they, they respect me, right? And I'm, I'm proud when people say that about them. So, you know, the, the, the father is always reflected in the children, always reflected in the children. And thank God that that I'm not. For a while, I was reflecting my stepfather, because that's what I grew up with. And he was he was mean. He was he, he was abusive emotionally, physically, sexually. He was he was all of that stuff. And thank God I never became sexually abusive. But it was the emotional abusive that I got really bad at. But so for a while that was me. But I had the goodness of my real father for 12 years, and then my grandparents, his mom and dad. They showed me what love was really like too. So I, I had kind of I had the had the worst of one world, and I but yet I had the best of the other. So I was able to keep my balance, so to speak. If you want to know what a father's like, you don't need to meet the father, and that that's the truth. You don't need to meet the father. You know, um, people are going to recognize you through your, through through your children, and that's pretty much the truth of the matter and some of you might not want to hear that but that that's really what it is i mean i can't i mean it's, it's as clear as day to me and then the, the character of a father shows up in the children who are they learning from we're we are we are the, we are our children's number one teachers about life about how to deal with life how to deal with situations it's us this means that a good father is always conscious that he is creating humans we're creating humans. We're creating human beings that are going to be the future of this world. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful my kids got respect for everybody. They're not like, I'm just going to say it, they're not like a lot of these millennials that want everything handed to them, right? That's not my children. My children work hard for what they got, all, all three of them, right? They're, they're great kids. And so um, I, I'm building humans. I want to build successful human beings to move forward in this world and be a part of society, a contributing member of society. 
right? And not, not a nuisance to society. And, I, and I've done that. I feel really good about that. Um, one of the biggest tragedies that exists today is that many men, yes, many of you listening today, if truth be told, do not want to be like your father. They do not want that character. And I can tell you that I did not want to be like my stepfather. And what, what, I, what, I, what I wanted was that I wanted my children not to grow up. I, don't, I, pray, I just didn't want them growing up hating me and disliking me and, and, and disdaining me as much as I did my mother and my stepfather. And for a while, I created that kind of an atmosphere. But thank God that I was able to move out of that and get help and become a really good father to them and a good good husband to my wife, which is what they're all that they're all now being a good husband and good wives to their their, their partners. So it's really important. John seven, um, I'm sorry, John eight forty one. You are doing the works of your own father. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God. So the only father that, that Jesus has is God, right? Um, th that statement was made in John 8, 841 because um, Jesus, they were accusing him of not knowing who his father is. They actually called Jesus illegitimate because they, you know, they didn't know him and they didn't know his father. Um, and that's just what they were telling him is, is you want to tell us about fathers. And this is crucial. You want to tell us about fathers, but you don't know who your own father is. Well, they didn't know his father, but Jesus knew his father. So he knew who his father was. He knew the love of his father. He, he knew everything about his father, but they didn't know his father. They couldn't see it, right? Then Jesus said these words, if you knew, knew my father, then you'd know me. But because you do not know the Father, you do not know me. Right? So it's like, if you don't, it, 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 you just kind of got to absorb all that stuff. If you don't know the Father, then you don't really know the child. Right? It's just that simple. Right? But a, fa a child, for the most part, is going to be a reflection of the Father, which Jesus was in, in his time. Then he said to the, to, to the, to the these, these men that you you I'm sorry you are of your father the devil okay you, they, they were claiming Abraham was their father and Abraham was a loving man right a man of God he goes but um, he said no no father your father is a devil would you say no your father's the devil it's, it's you're, you're born of you're born of sin you're you're coming right from from the depths of hell with with what you believe and what you say you know he says why you're acting like you're, you're acting just like him in other words acting just like the devil right being um, critical and, and creating chaos and creating lies and, and and saying the wrong thing about jesus it was it, it was the character okay of the devil that that jesus saw in these men in other words, you claim to be like Abraham, but you're acting just like Satan. Right? You kind of, you think about that. I mean, there's so many people walking around today that are acting all Christianese, so to speak, and, and they can quote the Bible or, you know, in the rooms of A, we say the big, they quote the, the big book. Um, but yet what they're saying, right, they're speaking one language, right, but they're actually doing the language of, an evil person 
So they're not they're not walking the talk, right? So a lot of times we'll make accusations about people without even knowing the whole situation that's going on. And we got to be careful when we start making accusations about people. We we've got to get to the point to where we don't know what, what that what anybody's going through on a daily basis. So it's a hard thing for people to uh, to grasp. Because a lot of times people just talk; their emotions get going. They don't think, right? Um, they, they just don't think with what, what, what their words are going to do to people. So we've got to be really careful with our words, right? Because you know, it's like this week if somebody was said something to me about my father, or whatever, I probably would have lost it. You know, not bad, but I would have lost it because. I've been kind of grieving my father's, again, 52 years old, I've been kind of grieving the loss of my father. I miss him, all right? So you gotta be careful what people are going through. They're not always gonna be happy-go-lucky. They're not always gonna be the stellar person walking down the street. People have stuff going on in their life. So we gotta be careful of that. We gotta be able to recognize, hey, Randy's a little off this week. I wonder what's going on with him, all right? So it's, the, it, it, it's, it's that illegitimate word is, is we got to be careful of. Now, there is unfortunately, in the world today, there is unfortunately a lot of illegitimate children. And, and, and I'm sorry about that. And I feel for those kids, you know. Um, I wish it wasn't that way, but. You know those fathers; those kids are fatherless. You know, I mean, everybody's got a father, but um, you can get real on the other side. Their father—they have a father, but do they just actually have a sperm donor because their father's never been around? And that's rough on a kid. That plays—that plays a huge role on a lot of people, not having that father, that abandonment situation. So we got to be careful. Because fathers produce produce character show me respectful young men and i'll show you a man that had a good who had who i'm sorry show me a respectful young man and i'll show you a man that had a father who instilled respect instilled respect that's critical all right some some of them can learn it on their own but most of them, it's coming from the father. We need to find a father role or model because you need someone to get your character. We need someone to get our character from. We hold them. We told them you are doing the same things that your father does. Why? That's what children do. He told them you do. You did. Jesus told them you're doing the same thing your fathers do. Your father does. God, sorry, I can't talk to them. Why? That's what children do. That's what children do. John 10.30 I and the Father are one. I and the Father are one. Jesus and God are one. I and my Father are one. There's a story about the pastor was doing a a deliverance call and um, he had a, a, a young man come up. This is a true story. He had a young man come up, and he was weeping in his arms, and he, and he said, you know, 
my father, my father was a womanizer and his father was a, a deacon or, or uh, no, he was a pastor in the church. He goes, my father was a womanizer. I, and, and I don't want to be that womanizer. We talked about the generational curses. He goes, and I feel it in my spirit. I feel that, 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 that spirit coming upon me, that womanizing spirit coming upon me. I don't, I don't want to be like my father. Please help me, you know, help me deliver me from this spirit, please. And so the pastor prayed, prayed deliverance over him, and then he was delivered from that spirit, right? So um, that's, a, that's the key thing right there is that we're already saved. A lot of us are already saved. So we don't need prayer for salvation. We need prayer for deliverance from whatever it is that's keeping us bond, uh, bound up, right? The spirit, whatever that spirit is, it can't enter us. Uh, especially if we have Jesus in us, it can't enter us. It might already be in you, but the, it cannot enter us as Christians, okay? But but um, it, but if we do not renounce it, it will harass us for the rest of our life. <clears throat> It'll just constantly harass us. So we have to just get to that point of surrender. God, I can't do this by myself. Please. Take this from me. I don't, I don't. I don't want to drink no more. I don't want to drug no more. Okay. I want to be a good father. I don't want to womanize. I don't want to do whatever. It is. I don't want it no more. God, please take it from me. I can't do it by myself. All right. And that's what worked for me. And in, in the in the uh, the uh, obsession to drink or use was gone like that. That that night it was gone. Now I still had a lot of work to do because I had all these underlying issues. But he had removed the obsession to drink. Doesn't mean I was done done on my recovery uh, journey yet, because if I wouldn't have dealt, dealt, uh, done all the work that I I did, I, I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. All right? If we don't if we don't break the generational influence, it will cause us to fall in bad ways, and and it caused me to fall in a bad way. I didn't break it. At one point, I tried I tried to for about a year and a half, but I didn't. Wasn't working any kind of a program. Wasn't you know still wasn't connected with God, and and I and I fell. And I fell in a bad way. It it, it got worse <laughs> as as it went until 2016. Uh, it was it was in uh, actually it was 2015 that I had the affair, and I just I thought I would never go there, and I did. So thank God by the grace of God, my wife took me back, and we got a marriage stronger than it's ever you know than we could ever imagine. So. Um, but men, um, if you have children, boys or girls, your job is to make them just like you. And if you don't want them to be just like you, then I, I would suggest, highly suggest, like putting a parachute on before you jump out of an airplane, that you do something to change yourself. Because they're going to be just like you whether you want them to be or not. Okay? That's that's the fact. And you know, some of you young parents might be in your 20s or 30s, 40s out there that might listen to this. Yeah, sure, Randy, whatever. Yeah, that was my attitude, too. And now that I'm fit, you know, now that I'm in my 60s and it started in the 50s, it's like, yeah, they're just like me, exactly like me. All right. So it's really important. We are a strong influence on our children. Boys need their fathers more than you can ever imagine. Even girls need their fathers. Okay. So fathers provide language and belief according to Jesus. Okay? They're gonna they're gonna provide the language and belief according to Jesus. The power of a father's language affects the language of children 
of, of the children. Ever wonder why children curse all the time? Check their home environment. Remember, their parents. You know, I mean, my my granddaughters. Somebody slipped the F-bomb out, and my granddaughter picked it up like that. Right? And thank God we, you know, they were able to catch it and say, hey, don't, don't be talking that way. And then they quit talking that way. Right? So it's one thing to sit there and, 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 and the slip and then say, hey, do, do as I say, not as I do. But that becomes very discouraging to your child. So we, we want to make sure that we, inside the house, we have an environment of, of, of faith words, not curse words. We, we want to build them up with, you know, teach them different words to use. I mean, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you that my, my grandmother, that one of the favorite things that she ever said, I, and, and, and I, I love it to this day. I think of it and it wasn't bad, but it was like, she would always go when I would upset her, she would go, Oh, you little shit. I mean, just like that, not upset, not mad, not nothing like that. And to this day, I remember her saying that. Right. And so we got to be careful. Our kids are going to mimic us. We're teaching them. And then, you know, it, it's our job is to teach them, the best we can, right from wrong, because they're going to walk out as as they get older and their teenage years and go into high school. Man, they're going to have all sorts of influences around them. And Dad, it's important that you that you support them in everything they do, because no matter what happens at school, people are putting them down. They can say, at least Dad loves me, at least Dad respects me and loves me. Right. So it's it's they're watching our words. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Can your children speak in public what is said in the privacy of your own home, good or bad? Can they speak in public what they're hearing at home? Now, there's certain things that probably need to be stayed at home, right? I understand that. But, you know, again, you're teaching them the vocabulary, and children are going to do what they're going to do. They're going to say what they want to say when they want to say it. So we got to be really careful. If, if, if mom and dad, if you're having a problem, right, don't 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 talk about it in front of kids. Don't blow up in front of the kids. Don't be going at it in, in front of each other, in front of your kids. Put your kids to bed. Eat dinner. Put your kids to bed. Table it. Take a time out. So my wife and I teach all of our couples. Take a time out. It's okay. You don't have to resolve it right then. It's not going to get resolved because you guys are both heated. Take a time out. Just chill. Let it go by. And then when you go to bed that night, behind closed doors, you quietly discuss the issue. You, you don't know how this is. Well, maybe you do know how it affects you because a lot of you probably saw your parents doing the same thing. And, and here, you know, how, how did you feel when your parents were arguing in front of you like that? That's the question I would ask. How did you feel? And do you want your children to feel that way? And don't say, well, it happened to me and I'm okay because you're not okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say you're not, right? Because you're, you're just repeating the behavior. John 8, 28 says, I do nothing on my own but speak just what the Father has taught me. In other words, Jesus is saying that a, that a good father puts words in his children's mouth. When I, when, I, when I speak a lot, public speak, even like this kind of stuff, I always say, all right, God, it's your words and my voice. All right? 
your words are my voice because if left to my own devices, I'll mess everything up. So Jesus spoke only what the Father taught him. So what are you teaching your children to say? What kind of words, what kind of language? Even Jesus says, even I don't speak my own words. Even I don't speak my own words. Those are right out of the mouth of Jesus. Can you repeat what your father said? Can you repeat what your father said? John 12, 49, For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. Now, for some of you that don't know God's voice or haven't experienced it, this could be kind of deep, right? But I've heard it, and I speak what God tells me to speak. I'm Like I say, I don't, left to my own devices, I know what I'm going to go in and talk about, but I don't really have a scripted thing um, that I'm following word for word. A lot of it's bullet pointed, and that's it. And then God just takes the rest of it. So, um, can you repeat what your father said? That's important, right? Um, even Jesus, even Jesus at, at 31 years old, uh, saying that he still doesn't have his own original language. That, that, that's kind of a deep statement to listen to. If you really if you go in different ways with that. But again, he listens to his father because he doesn't have this, the, the language of the wisdom of, of years to be able to speak like his father did. The power of a father provides a language for the children. It provides a language for the children. It's not only the, the language, the spoken word language is important, right? What, what are you providing with the spoken word language? Right. But what are you providing with the unspoken words? What are you, what are you speaking with, with the, the body language? And, and actually, what are you speaking with the tone of voice? What are you teaching them about your tone of voice? You know, oftentimes we're working with the couples and we're talking about, you know, they're growing and they're getting their voice back and communication and, and the husband will say something and the wife still thinks it's kind of rough. And it's like, okay, well, what's happening is this, is that his, his tone of voice, I'll go back to my tone. I'll just keep it at me. When I used to, my, my tone of voice at one point was, could be pretty nasty. Right? I mean, really nasty. I didn't, I was the boss, don't you know? Right. I can remember one day my wife looked at me and she says, Randy, do me a favor. We were having a, a, a heated discussion. She goes, go look in the mirror right now. Right now, stop and go look in the mirror. And I, and, I, and I was set back because I was scaring her with the tone of my voice, right? And then plus the way my face looked. So what happens is, is that a lot of times we think our tone of our voice, well, and here's what I would do too. It's like, oh, if you don't like this tone of voice, then you're definitely going to, and I would keep going up. You're not going to like this one either, are you? And then I go up even higher, right? So the tone of our voice says a lot, right? You can say the kindest, loving, loving, lovingest things, but what's your tone of voice saying? What do, you know? That's what you want to pick up on. That's what you want to teach your children. You know, you're not a doormat. 
but you don't have to treat people like garbage and you don't have to talk disrespectful to them. You know, Jesus was so affected by his father that when, when he told him something so unbelievable that I doubt any one of us, yet Jesus believed it to the point that he quoted it in the midst of people not believing. I, I doubt that any of us would have believed what he said. He says, his father told him, if you go to earth and you lay down your life, you will rise again. Now, that's a pretty... That, that would set me back, right? But he believed in his father so much. He believed his father wasn't going to harm him. He believed his father's word to be so true that he went ahead and did it. All right? So what did he do? My father told me I, if I come to earth and I lay my life down, I'll take it up again. So I'm going to die on this, on his word. Would you die in your father's word? No. I told my kids I would take a bullet for them as a father. Because I love them that much. I would do whatever it took to keep, keep my kids safe. Can you quote your father to the point where you do things you, do, you don't understand? But if he said, it's so, it is so. So have you done things that you just completely don't understand? You're going, all right, Dad, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I trust you. You haven't let me down yet, Pop. Can you trust your dad that much? Can you trust your dad like Jesus trusted God? The power of a father. Give your kids faith words. Not curse words. Give your kids faith words, not curse words. That's really important. Again, we, we try to get away from the, the curse words. Okay? Jesus said whatever fathers what whatever fathers do is a classroom. So remember that we're teaching our kids and we're teaching our kids everything that we do is a classroom. Everything, right? You know, um, um, John 8.38 says, I know you are Abraham's descendants, but you are trying to kill me because my word has no place within you. I speak of what I have seen in the presence of the Father and you do, and you do what you have heard from the Father. In other words, Fathers determine the behavior of the children. Okay? Fathers te teach directly and indirectly. Fathers were a big influence on our children, more so than you think. I'm going to end this session with this. Um, it's it's, it's a, the words of a song by Rodney Akins, and it says it all right here in the song. It's called Watching You by Rodney Akins. It's, Driving through town, just just my boy and me, with a happy meal in his booster seat. Knowing that he couldn't have the toy till his nuggets were gone. A green light, a green traffic light turned straight to red. I hit my brakes and mumbled underneath my breath. 
as fries went a-flying and his orange drink covered his lap. Well, then my four-year-old son, my four-year-old said a four-letter word that, that started with S, and I was concerned. So I said, son, now where did you learn to talk like that? He said, I've been watching you, Dad. Ain't that cool? I'm your buckaroo. I want to be like you and eat, eat all my food and grow as tall as you are. We got cowboy boots and camel pants. Yay, we're just alike. Yay, ain't we dad? I want to do everything you do, so I've been watching you. We got back home, and I went to the barn. I bowed my head and prayed real hard. I said, Lord, please help me help my stupid self. Then the side, then the side of bedtime later that night, turning on my son's Scooby-Doo light, Nightlight, he crawled out of bed, and he got down on his knees. He closed his little eyes, folded his hands, and spoke to God like he was talking to a friend. And I said, son, now where did you learn to pray like that? He said, I've been watching you, Dad. Ain't that cool? I'm, a, I'm your buckaroo. I want to be like you. And eat all my food and grow as tall as you are. We, we like fixing things and holding Mama's hands. Yay. We're just, we're just alike. Hey, ain't we, Dad? I want to do everything you do, so I've been watching you. With tears in my eyes, I wrapped him, a, a hug, wrapped, wrapped him in a hug, said my little bear is growing up. He said, but then I'm big. But when I'm big, I'll still know what to do. This is a powerful song. Because I've been watching you, Dad. Ain't that cool? I'm your buckaroo. I want to be like you and eat all my food, and grow as tall as you are, then I'll be as strong as Superman, we'll be just alike, hey, won't we, Dad, when I, do, when I, when I can do everything you do, because I've been watching you. That's a powerful song. You gotta, you know, I, I make that song, I listen to it, and let that sink in, because our children are watching you, right? He watched him when he when he stopped at the light and he, he swore. And then he watched him pray and he started praying. And the kid says, I want to be just like you, Dad. So I've been watching you. Um so we're 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 a big influence on our children, whether we believe it or not. So I'm gonna end it right there for for this episode. We'll be back next week with episode three. Um, in the meantime, if you, you can get my books, Healing the Wounded Child Within, on Amazon, on paperback, Kindle, and Audible. I also have my 30-day devotional. It's on Amazon, paperback, and Kindle, and my seven-day uh, seven challenge, which is just available on, uh, on paperback, all on Amazon. As well, if you want to find out more about my services, about the life coaching, inner healing that I do, you can visit my webpage. ChangeYourLifeStoryNow.com, ChangeYourLifeStoryNow.com, and uh, just just reach out there, hit the contact page, and, and send me a, send me a, an email, and I'll get right back to you. Or you can email me directly at CourageousHealers at gmail.com, gmail.com. All right, everybody, remember, nobody tells you today they love you. Randy does. Be blessed, everybody. I'll see you next week.
This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday. Please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does.